listening to the Enneagram Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Hardy, and today we're exploring the Enneagram Glow. I am so thankful to be able to bring Elena Pompa from Ray of Light on today with me to talk all about Enneagram Glow and the awesome pairing booklet she helped me to put together along with Michael Shahan and really excited for next week as well when he joins us. But most of all, I'm just thrilled to tell you guys that they are up and ready and available at enneagramandmarriage.com. So glow, get yours. (laughs) Yes, there are so many funny phrases for this as I'm finding. Ready, set, glow, get your glow on. And I've really been asking people also to hashtag. So hashtag Enneagram glow. So fun to see everybody's types. It's going to be so fun for you to see the other 44 pairings besides your own. And I've already been wondering if anyone's going to be like, I like that pairing better. I'm going to say that we're that one. So you'll have to tell me if you do that or if just reading the snippets of other pairings makes you say, ooh, this is like our tri-type or our wings. We want to look over that one too. So it'll be fun to share little snippets with each other about where you land with your glow. But before we get to that, I want to let you guys know something else exciting. And I want to say thank you to you because not only did you help with all the research for the GLOW Project through, we did study groups about a year ago with every single type. We did definitely tons of DMs, all my clients through the years. And I also, of course, am so thankful for the many, many, many stories we have shared about our types and the ways we respond to grief and sexual issues and intensity with arguing and the many, many measures we've taken just qualitatively at the Enneagram and Marriage Instagram. And if you haven't seen them, you can just go to the polls tab and see that I did save some of them. And then I also saved them topically. So that's been so helpful. And actually, Truity Assessments, a psychometric testing company that's very well known in the world, contacted me last week to say that they want to be on the podcast. So I'm so excited. And guess what, you guys? Enneagram is overtaking the whole world in personality testing. So they're going to be running some more tests before they go on our episode because they want to be having the best newest research for us that they can share with us. So the CEO is going to come on and chat and we're also putting a bug in their ear about couples testing. So that's my dream is that we could have a couples assessment because I can't tell you how many times that I have started with a couple where we first have to do our intake of what's your type. And of course, sometimes people don't know. So we talk that out because you know, interviewing is also even better than assessments in many cases for really getting to the nitty gritty. But really what's interesting is that people really do, it gives us a head start when they have a sense for it. So I'd love to see some tests that couples can take. I would love to be part of that here at Enneagram and Marriage. So I'm just thrilled that Truity is going to be joining for a show late January, early February. Actually, I believe I have it scheduled for Feb 1st. So look out for that for next year. And we will get to Enneagram Glow now. So I'm going to be bringing Elena on in just a moment. But you guys understand that with the Enneagram Glow, the whole concept is based upon the idea that you and your partner really do rub off on each other. So there's a sense when you meet somebody and you become intimate with them as a friend or especially as a spouse in this case, that you really do start to merge with them a little bit, even if you're not a nine and friends start to say to you, you know, 
like for me, Wes is really rubbing off on you. Guys can get teased by their friends about this quite a bit. Like, oh, you're really letting your girlfriend help you out. I all of a sudden notice your apartment's so neat or you're a good cook now. Has Dana taught you? And there's just so many little quibs we can give each other and razz each other about when we see our friends and family starting to change for their partner. And it's like I said, it's not just nines or you might say it's a three. They're a chameleon or it's a seven. They just eager to please. We can make all kinds of assumptions about why people change. But the bottom line is, as we mentioned last week on the anger episode, when you went all the way back to Bandera's Bobo doll studies, when we're watching somebody, we can't help but take on some of their traits. And yes, this applies to layering and family of origin. And there's been Enneagram thinkers to discuss this before. But as you know, from how I've shared before on my podcast several years ago, when I was having multiples of the same type dynamic come in to see me, I was seeing not only so many similarities between couples of the same type pairing, but also that interesting phenomena of couples actually taking on the traits of their spouses. And there's all kinds of theories, guys. This is just theorizing, but you can say, well, that's because they're all in the same harmony triad or they share a tri-type or they share a wing. So I'm not overdoing when I say this is a possibility and it's a theory. I'm not saying it's the only way to be. I'm not saying it takes the place of any of that awesome theorizing because that's been going on for years and it's highly respectable. And it's something that we all treasure when we're getting our deep work done is to know that there's been pioneers laying groundwork for us in the Enneagram field. So I'm grateful to just be noticing this with you guys. And that's what it is. The glow is a noticing of the ways that we rub off on each other as pairs and then off on the world too. Because when you guys blend your gifts, you have a new gift that emerges that is more than just one plus one equals two. You guys share something brilliant and beautiful, all your own and special. And so each of the 45 pairings, we really carefully named that. And we know that that's just one name because there are subtypes and wings. And so we want you to explore that even further within your marriage. And so when you get your glow booklet, you'll find that at the end, we have the afterglow section where you get to talk to each other about how you specifically do see your gifts launching in the world. And of course, most importantly for your marriage, how you can really start thriving together with your personality types and rub off on each other in good ways, not just the unhealthy sparks or the burnout. So we used all these fun terms that go with glow and I'm just so thankful. So I'm bringing Elena on here in a moment. I wanna let you know that Elena and I met in some funny ways. We had commissioned her to make a painting for my husband of Aslan because she is such a gifted artist. And it was so detailed. I had seen her picture of Bill Murray that she had hand drawn and it was really powerfully done and it looks exactly like Bill Murray. So if you go to Ray of Light at Instagram, Ray of Light shop, you'll see it too. And it's just awesome. So I saw that and I knew that she could do Aslan from The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and from the Chronicles of Narnia. And as you guys might remember, our kids have literary names. So our son is named after Jack Lewis, which C.S. Lewis was called Jack Lewis. So our son's named Jack Lewis pardon. And we love the lion. I know my husband loves Aslan. I know my husband's a one and that he would want somebody who is detailed with their art. So normally you don't buy a one, a piece of art that you picked, but 
I was very careful to select Elena and her art. And we surprised him with a beautiful portrait of Aslan that now sits in our dining room. So that's how I really got to know her. But she's been a good friend to me. And we'll talk a little bit more about our connections now that I'm going to bring her on. But even from the beginning of our friendship, I was like, my husband's rubbing off on me. And so we want this. And can you do this? And she was like, absolutely. And she totally delivered it, went above and beyond, and he loved it. It's gorgeous. And for those of you who are ones, you know that if a one says it's gorgeous and they love it and they hang it up, which it took him a year to hang it up to find the right frame for it, you know that they like it. (laughs) So I'm really thankful for her just teaming up with me as a fellow seven. She has that one in detail, but she also has the seven chill and she is married to a nine. And so she is way more chill than me. So we'll talk about that now and a fun contest we're doing with our glow. You guys will get to hear how a seven with a one is different from a seven with a nine. And next week we're going to do the one nine because that is Michael's pairing. So it's going to be so fun to see how this is how one looks with a nine versus a seven and a seven with a nine versus a one. So we've got all this intermixing going and we thought it was perfect for us to understand the glow better as well as for you guys to be able to say, okay, so really it isn't as cookie cutter as we thought and things are a little more complex, but there's also some science to it and some rhythms to it. So you can start understanding and identifying your glow a little bit better and how you guys glow in the world together. So welcome, Elena. Okay. So I'm so thankful. Elena, hi. Hi. It's so nice to have you here. I get to see you all the time on Marco Polo and occasionally in person. And now we get to podcast together. It is very good. Isolation cannot keep us apart, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Two sevens. So guys, we have seen each other in the rawest of states. Have we not, Elena? Absolutely. (laughs) Like at first when we started Marco polling at the beginning of quarantine and us doing this Enneagram Glow Project, I'm like, oh, I've got a Marco Polo Elena. And did you notice like I'd be like, oh, I'm all ready with my makeup in here. And then by the end, I'm like, I just woke up. Many, many polos from just, yeah just rolled out of bed and I had this thought. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so we've been having so much fun. You guys, Elena's a seven and tell them your wing, Elena. I am a seven with a pretty strong eight wing. Mm -hmm. So, which I think balances out you. I know you and I have talked that you have a pretty strong six wing. And so I think, you know, together we balance out pretty well. I do too. And we have the different couples thing going on as I was talking a little bit about before that we're going to get into as well, because you're married to James, who's what type? He is a nine. Yes. And what are your subtypes again, just so everybody knows? Um, So both of us, I, I kind of balance pretty well between like a self-preservation and a sexual subtype. He is definitely a sexual subtype. He's all about one-on-one and that personal time. So, Mm, yes. And just to further break down some stereotypes, this couple is an amazing couple at our church too. And of course things are different now with quarantine, but Elena has been on many committees and just serving us with her beautiful art. I noticed that you decorated our outdoor campus last year for Christmas, right? Yes. Yeah. So both we, we both do like 
behind the scene things, I lead in small groups because I like that one-on-one, right? Mm -hmm. I like those small group things, but then yeah, I partner and do just decorating and some of the beautification. And then my husband serves at church. He's actually on the stage. He plays bass. Mm -hmm. So he serves on the worship team that way, but I don't know if you know about bass players, but they, um, are they fives ish or we always just joke. Yeah. He's like, he's like the guy that like hangs out in the back and is like, they're usually not typically very animated and just kind of like <laughs> <laughs> quiet and in the back. Right. And he always says like, nobody knows I'm there unless I'm not there. And then everybody notices. He's so. <laughs> so sweet. And you guys are just your treasures. You just are good people. And I know that you're creative and it's rare to find creatives around our town, even though there's a million gifts going around. It's really nice to meet an artist and a creative and she's my neighbor. So I'm so blessed to know you guys. You've even come over when we had music unplugged about a year ago for Christmas. And I remember still your daughter singing so vibrantly. She's definitely not a nine and she's not a seven either, is she? No, she's a four. I mean, as much as you can type, like, I know we're not supposed to like type our children, Mm -hmm. but I mean, she's 17 now, so Mm -hmm. she's pretty formed. So yeah, Mm -hmm. she's, she's a four. (laughs) Mm, And I heard that three wing when she got out there and performed. And sometimes I do hear that from a nine and your husband's a musician. So she gets that from both you guys, but yes. this is just a fun family where when Wes gets his social subtype going, you guys came over and engaged with us and, you know, played and watched everybody singing. And then your daughter just took the stage. It was so fun. I think she sang a song from Wicked. Uh, uh, most likely. Yep, sure. <laughs> Anyway, it was a lot of fun. So I love that we have these connections and then we're also so well connected even more now because we've been working on the GLOW project together. So let's tell you guys a little bit about that. So Elena, can you tell them a little bit about from your perspective what the Enneagram GLOW is all about? Because I've been sharing and I'll fill in where you leave off. Sure. When I first started lurking in the Enneagram, I wasn't quite sure what type I was and I had honestly mistyped myself as a nine for a while because I'm pretty laid back, pretty chill. I don't like get worked up over a lot of things. And, um, but, but something just wasn't quite right about it. Right. Like I knew like this, Mm. like some things seemed to fit, some things didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I started looking into it more, I definitely was like, Oh, you know what? I'm not a nine. I'm definitely a seven, but Mm -hmm. I felt like I had so many nine overlays, right? Like there's so much about the nine that I totally related to. And I remember calling you up and being like, Hey, like my husband is definitely a nine and I'm definitely Mm -hmm. a seven, but like, do we ever, is there any ever overlap? Can your spouse, like, (laughs) can you take Mm -hmm. on their things? Like, how does that work? And you were like, Oh my gosh, we were just talking about that, about how we influence each other. And I think you even said like, we glow together. Mm -hmm. And I said, Oh my gosh, that's how I feel. Right? Like, I take on some of his, he takes on some of mine and we just, together, we make something different. So I think that's kind of how we started talking about it. I had forgotten that for a while. And then when you reminded me of that, I'm like, I remember because people do that where you think I was this one type, but I realized later that I wasn't when you look at core motivations and you start to take that deeper look. So I'm glad that this test kept you, that you as a seven got your attention on it because that is always telling when something gets our 
our attention. It's probably something that's really got layers and depth to it because we go to five in our focus. So I'm super glad because you've added so much to it now with your beautiful art. Her drawings for the 45 pairings, I hope you've had a chance to look at them on Enneagram and Marriage, but they're beautiful. And can you tell us a little bit about how you came up with these drawings? And of course, I know. So again, I'll fill in a little bit too, but tell us. Um, so I think you and I initially kind of sat down together and had kind of a basic idea of what the individual pairings, like the couple pairings looked like. And I know I I initially got a list from you that had said like, here, I think this, like what the name would be, right? Like, I Mm -hmm. think this pairing's name is this. So Krista came up with all that. So I would look over those names and then I go in and do some research and say like, okay, well, what makes a five unique and what makes a seven unique if I'm doing like the five, seven pairing, right? Mm -hmm. And so I would look and see what made that pairing unique. And then I would write down a bunch of keywords, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, like adjectives, Uh, what describes each individual type, how they glow together, um, how they influence each other. And based on that, and and then the research I was doing too. Mm -hmm. And I tried to come up with visuals that were not completely literal, but were more symbolic. Like the seven, nine, our words for that one were we were calm and bright. And I thought, well, what's something that's bright? And I thought about being calm and just how my husband loves to hang out in a hammock. Like he just thinks mm-hmm. hammocks are the best thing in the world. And then I'm thinking <laughs> bright. Well, that would be like sunglasses, right? You always wear sunglasses when it's bright outside. So our visual for that would be a hammock reflected in a pair of sunglasses. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's oh symbolic without being terribly specific. Mm-hmm. And then really specifically thinking about each pairing and what specifically makes that pairing unique, right? And I remember occasionally I would come to you and I'd be like, okay, so these two pairings seem really similar, but what is it about each one that is unique to that pairing? And so if there was like a specific difference, I would try to highlight that out in the illustration as well. Mm, Yes. And I know we had fun. Our last one we did together was six, seven, right? Where we did the kindred spirits. And that was fun. We came up with that one together and it was two candles going into one. Is that right? Yes. I want to let you describe your art better. (laughs) So beautiful, but it was fun for us to like, I love how you're sharing how the process went for you where you're gleaning things and names and trying to put it all together because you would come up with these great archetypes and these great symbols. And most of the time I'd just be nodding enthusiastically, but sometimes like for the two, five couple, I was like, this was my couple that I based it all on because yes, they're both relational and they have different triads they relate in, but there's a particular spark that flies with the two five. So I was like, I have to have a fire with this one. <laughs> so we had Yeah, I remember we went back and forth on that one quite a bit too, right? Because there was a different image that I wanted and I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know about this one. And then we kind of talked about it, talked it through together. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I know the perfect thing. It's got to yes. be a fireplace. So <laughs> <laughs> You did. It was so cute. So I was showing Wes that one this morning and he's just loving them all too. And from a one, that's a great compliment but you already know that because I already described how he loved your art and you did the Aslan for him. So anyway, but I loved her process of how she got so caring and deep and special about each of you guys and your pairings. So do know that a lot of thought went into them. Prayer went into them. 
And she's just a godly woman who really cares about marriages. Um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about how your 7-9 marriage has evolved and how your glow has shifted. Because guys, as you'll find out when you look inside the glow booklets, you'll see that we really have a lot of different stages in marriage. Sometimes we burn out and sometimes we have sparks together that are not the healthy, fun sparks, but we really do have to find that beautiful, bright light um, together. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about your evolving. Sure. Um, so when I, like I said, I, I mis, and mistyped myself as a nine initially. Um, but as I was digging into Enneagram and realizing the motivations behind things, I think this is what really helped me. My husband being a nine, he's not a talker, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't, he keeps yeah. things pretty close to the vest. He doesn't like to ruffle feathers. And so having a conversation sometimes about what, like, trying to work on things mm -hmm. isn't always easy, right? Like there's a lot of sensitivity involved there. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that has always kind of been a struggle in our marriage is that neither one of us likes to make a decision. Mm. We are really, really bad at it. Right? Mm -hmm. Like it'll take us more time to figure out where to go to eat for dinner than it will like to actually eat the meal. Like it takes forever. Um, but, but really, I mean, so I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, well, you know what? That's something that actually sevens and nines have in common. Both of them are not great decision makers, but the reason behind it is completely different, mm -hmm. right? And so when I sat, went through the Enneagram work and I was like, oh, I understand now, right? So it really came out when we're taking vacations, right? I love travel and vacation. I want to try all the things I want to do everything. Like if we're going to a new location, we only have a day. I want to do the best thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I know that if I do this one thing, that means I can't do this other thing because I can't cram everything right into mm -hmm. the amount of time that we have. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to make a decision because I don't want to be locked into anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I want to mm -hmm. choose the best thing, the most exciting thing. And I want all the people that are with me to be happy. Mm, right. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying really hard to make these decisions and to make these plans in that way. Whereas my husband, he doesn't mm -hmm. like to make decisions because he really doesn't care for mm -hmm. the most part. And so I talked to him about it. I said, that's what it says about these nines. Like that they, they're just, they're agreeable. And it's not that he doesn't have opinions. He has opinions. But when mm -hmm. it comes to things like our trips or going out to dinner or things like that, he's happy with anything, right? Mm. And so I'm working up all of this energy and anxiety about picking the right thing mm -hmm. when really I just need to pick something. He doesn't care as long as we're together. Like mm -hmm. anything I choose is going to be great. Mm -hmm. And so we had that conversation. Then I said, that's what this guide is telling me. Is that really how it feels to you? And he said, absolutely. Mm. And I thought, well, that took such a weight off of me in planning and preparing. And then also we had to have that agreement where, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and do all this planning and preparing. But if there is something that you really want to do, I need you to tell me, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I need that information from you before we get too far into that. So we kind of have that agreement. Like if you, if you really want something, you need to tell me. And I also know <laughs> from being married to him, we've been married almost 25 years. So if he tells me something that he wants to do, he'll probably only say it once. <laughs> right. And so I need to be, pay attention to him because he says something and I don't respond to it. Mm -hmm. He may not feel comfortable saying it again. Right. Like 
Mm. So I, I need to pay attention to him. You know, my brain just moves a lot faster. I move a lot faster. So I slow down for him and he speeds up for me. And um, mm. it seems to work. Oh, I love that. And so you guys figured that out over the years, but also especially as you did your Enneagram work. It was really through the Enneagram work. I don't think I would have come to that realization. And it was, it was a huge sticking point. Like we love traveling together, but it was always frustrating. I was getting to the point where I was like, I'm doing everything. I would feel burdened by Mm -hmm. that. And just, Mm -hmm. and then like, it kind of built up to like some, some real, and some not animosity, but some real sticking points, right? Like mm-hmm. how come he doesn't do everything, do anything and I'm doing all this planning and he's just enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it was, it, I mean, it sounds like a silly thing, but it was a big deal for us. And so to have that worked out where it's like that took that pressure off of me. Um, and just knowing that he was really going to be fine with it. I didn't have to worry about making everybody happy. And that, that helped a ton. Mm, that is so beautiful that you found that and he, with him being the one to one nine. I know that you're also so sensitive and caring and you've learned that over learning the Enneagram that he doesn't get lost in the mix either. That he, right. if he does care about something that that's not just tossed to the side because you're like, he might not share it, but I want to find out. So sometimes you probably do a bit of digging. Right. Well, and I'd have to know too, if he, if he feels strongly enough about something to share it, I need to really pay attention to it. Right. Mm. So it's not like he's, you know, there's some people will just give you a whole bunch of ideas and you can pick and choose. But with him, if he says it, he means it. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a nine. Yeah. Right. I, then I keep, I have to really be, okay. So he really means that. Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. That is so important. So I was wondering when you were going through, because you guys, there's different sections of each booklet. So for the seven, nine booklet, you get your beautiful, calm and bright poster. And then you get, I love your artwork. It's pink and black and white, which are some of my favorite colors. You did so well with that. And I know you're often more vibrant than that. So thank you, by the way. I say, yeah, ray of light colors are a little punchier than that, but that's okay. (laughs) Yes, exactly. 70. They're very 70, right? I mean, you're very like, yeah, I was like merging the worlds here when I did this pink and black and white. So I think that that's really beautiful that we have those, but then these different sections when you're going through issues like, okay, here's how we glow together. And here's, how we're dealing with our communication issues where you kind of like, okay, this is really good to see that we really have learned a lot. Did it give you that perspective of we've really climbed these mountains? Uh, it really did. And I've loved seeing how we glow together and I don't have to be just this one thing and he's not this other thing, right? And mm-hmm. learning how, like I said, with the seven and nine specifically, like sevens have a tendency to run pretty fast. I have a million ideas and a million projects going on at any time. Whereas he's very creative. He's very project driven. He's got a lot of stuff going on, but he's just, to me, he's my sounding board. So mm-hmm. I, he, he kind of helps calm me down and I kind of help energize him. And I feel like that's been the really beautiful part of our glow is that we can have this energy, but we also know how to rest really well together. Mm. And then I want to share this really funny story because Mm. this was just so interesting to me as we were doing our glow and just really diving into all the different, this beauty of each individual type. That's one of the things I've actually loved so much about this is just really diving into each, like I normally focus just on seven and nine, because those are my two main people, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But doing Mm -hmm. this, I got to really go deep into each type and what makes each type 
really beautiful and what do they contribute? And, and I talked to so many people, they're like, oh, I really wish I wasn't the type that I am. I wish I was this other type. And I'm like, are you kidding? Your type's amazing, right? Like <laughs> yes. the world needs your type, right? Mm, like, so I always, I always try to encourage people that way, but here's the thing. So I homeschool my kids mm-hmm. and my son is doing this class right now that is on atomic theory. Mm. I don't, I've never learned this before. So when I'm going through this booklet with him, I'm learning it too. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that this book was talking about, his textbook, it was talking about atomic theory and these um, gases. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about this is they were talking about when they were exploring atoms and energy and um, classifying different types of gases, like when they're putting the periodic table together, initially certain gases were classified as lazy. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's horrible. Like that it's a lazy gas because they couldn't get it. Like it just didn't seem to react to anything. Mm-hmm. And, and I kept thinking like how nines are oftentimes classified as lazy. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought, but he's not lazy. And then they, as they were studying these gases, they realized like, it's not that they're actually lazy and they changed the name to noble. So these are considered mm-hmm. noble gases now. And I thought, that's what it is. And the reason that they're noble is because they're stable Mm -hmm. and they don't react as quickly and as violently to other like combinations than the other gases do. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that is my nine. My nine Mm -hmm. is not lazy. He's noble and he's stable and he helps stabilize me because I, I like to jump at every good idea that comes to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if I hear something like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. We need to do that. And I want to jump on it. Um, But I've learned over the years to go to my husband with it and say, hey, here's this project I really want to work on, or here's this new opportunity, or here's this stuff. What do you think about it? What do you think about me even getting involved in this? Because Mm -hmm. I'll I'll have a tendency to overcommit myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I want to do everything. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the times he'll say, that's a great idea, but let's wait a couple of days or let's think about it. And, and he, sometimes he's like, yes, that's it. Let's just do it. A lot of times he'll tell me to wait and it's frustrating for me. I just want to get going. Mm-hmm. But anytime he's told me to wait or to pause, there's always been like, I've always reaped the benefit of that. Like something better will come mm-hmm. along or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's just that time to marinate over it really helps, mm-hmm. um, helps keep me from being overwhelmed too. Mm. That's beautiful. I love that. And he as a nine goes to his sixth place and can help troubleshoot and prepare and plan. And I remember hearing Dave Ramsey on a podcast saying, you need people with that gift on your team so that you know when to execute, especially if you have a relationship to eight like Dave Ramsey does and like you do. So that's beautiful how he pulls you back and grounds you and levels you. And guys, listen in that she actually responds to it when you were talking about the noble gases, I was thinking, what a beautiful reminder that when we're, we're not as healthy, sometimes we do take on the negative traits and label each other even as spouses that you're lazy or you're messed up in this way or broken, but it's beautiful to be able to reframe it. And that is a gift that we sevens offer. And I think everyone has access to, I've seen it all through the Bible and clearly cognitive behavioral therapy was built upon the idea that we have these negative perceptions and then we change them by a reframe. We try to work on that automatic negative thought with a positive reframe. So I love that we're doing that here with this glow and that you were able to see such a liftoff in your marriage. And as I've shared on previous Previous episodes, that's definitely 
the same for us. But what's been really fun for me with you is we've both been studying chemistry this year. So we've been able to utilize that even in our GLOW project. And even yesterday, Wes was explaining to me the difference between the types of bonds that chemicals undergo. And I was sweating it through trying to teach my kids how to make jam um, (laughs) with the chemistry aspect. You know, I'm like, okay, it's made of carbon, oxygen, and hydrogen. And Wes really does have such a chemistry background. So when he came home, I'm like, do you know what it's made out of, honey? And he knew not only what it was made out of, but the numbers that went with each. He was like, and I can't even remember. He's like C6, H12, you know, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Right. right. So my cute. brain does not have the capacity for this, but my, my, my 11 year old is like <sighs> that. He's got that brain. I'll read the whole thing. And I have no idea what I just read. And he'll, he'll explain it back to me. <laughs> uh. We are with all you guys who are sweating out there with doing the homeschooling. Like we have always had our hand in homeschooling, but this year is altogether different. So that is so funny because we're going deep with our subjects and we're all doing uncomfortable things this year of 2020. But this is beautiful that you guys discovered he has a gift here. And I won't go too deep with this, you guys, but it was fascinating as we were thinking about chemistry this year with sharing between covalent and ionic bonds and how in some cases the elements, they just share. So when we were making jam, it was like the elements were sharing and the water was not really becoming one with the sugar and the fruit, but it was merging enough to where it wasn't going to be poisonous when we wait two weeks to eat it. It's going to have enough preservatives. So it was doing its job. It was mixing in. And and that's kind of what you sometimes think of as your marriage, like, hey, we're, we're mixing in and we know how to get along. And that's pretty much the way we talk about Enneagram typing. But with you're actually having the elements become a new mixture together, they're actually forming something completely new together. Absolutely. Yeah. So I felt like really happy when we were thinking about how in marriage, it isn't just that you're sharing. It isn't just that you're learning each other's gifts. It's that you're actually becoming something new that never was before. And we talk about it too, like in scripture, right? It's the two becoming one, right? Like we're taking two different things and we're making something new. And I see that neither one of us are exactly who we were without the other. Exactly. And I feel like that's what we're doing here, right? I'm no longer exactly who I was without him. And he's no longer exactly who he was without me. But together we make something new and we are different for each other. Mm, that is so cool. And you share differently in the world. What would you say? How do we experience a seven and a nine in the world with just that calm and bright? Like I shared an example of how I think you guys are. And then I'll share one too, that I have a perception when I met your son, he was in one of my literature classes once, but tell me about what you feel like that seven, nine glow really looks like in the world. It's got an energy, but there's also a really calming presence. Mm-hmm. I feel like he helps calm me down and I help energize him up. And I feel like when people come into our home, we're both very attentive. We're both, there's an atmosphere of peace here where it's not high energy all the time. And I just feel like that hopefully makes people feel relaxed around us and safe with us too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I am so happy. It is so nice for me to hear you say that because that's exactly what I feel when I'm around your family. I felt that when you guys came over for our live unplugged night that Wes Rando did because I was like sweating about that. 
And he's like, oh my we're going to have a so bunch fun. of families over to all sing and do a talent show. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but I think that I probably like read a book or something like did, I think I was in a group performing Hamilton, but it was like, you know, in a group, right? right. <laughs> Hidden background vocals. And, um, <laughs> but your family was just like this calm staple there. And it's such a different glow than a seven one marriage, which has a lot more frenetic energy, frankly. And it's fun and it's bubbly, but it's like, it's so fun for me to see the differences. And when I had your son in my class, he carried that in. He brought a calming presence into the beginning of every class. Cause I always start like, kind of like that Mrs. Frizzle. She gets that seven vibe. I've seen her get memed as a seven. Have you seen that? Absolutely. <laughs> so I run in like, hi, we're going to do 50,000 things. We're going to perform dramas. We're going to have everyone reading. We have a party going on. So he would come in and just come in early every single time. And he would say, how can I help you? And he would make witty banter. And I'm like, is this kid a middle schooler or is he like 25? <laughs> he was just such a pleasure to have in class. So I really felt that from your whole family's glow. Oh, that's great. One of the things I've learned with having lived with a nine for, I mean, over half my life now mm -hmm. is that I need to slow down and I need to pay attention to people. Mm -hmm. um, I have a tendency to just want to gloss stuff over or to just move on to the next thing. You know, I'm, I'm always kind of looking ahead mm -hmm. and um, being with a nine helps me stay much more present than mm -hmm. I naturally would do. Um, mm -hmm. so I think it's just, and that's part of what calms me down, right? It, it, it allows me to like, I really need to pay attention to people. And to do that, I actually have to be here and present and now, um, mm -hmm. it's essential so, for your nine for you to be present. It's so essential for me because if, if I wasn't, I would just be glossing over everything he's saying and moving on to the next thing, but mm -hmm. he needs that. And then for him too, like, I think, you know, where I help him is he needs to think about his future. <laughs> a little bit too, and our future mm -hmm. together. Right. And so to make plans and to follow through with things and, um, you know, I encourage him to pursue things like that too, where he's not just hitching his wagon to my star, right? Like mm -hmm. he's got his own things that he wants to do and he's got his own dreams for himself and for us as a couple. Right. So I think mm -hmm. it's, it's great to have that both, um, forward thinking and also the ability to stay really present. Mm. Yeah, I do too. You guys have such a great blend there and you guys have that four in your family to keep you reflecting on the past and you guys just have this whole winsome crew. So I'm just grateful I get to know you guys because I see you really sharing your light in our community. And again, breaking down stereotypes that nines are always lazy and sevens are always selfish. It's like how I met you was serving. I remember you even before the whole experience with West, you were sharing Noonday products with us and your heart was for indigent women and just seeing you in all these various ministry and music settings and artist settings where you're giving your heart right now, you're teaching an art class to high schoolers. I mean, you're just sharing your gifts out in the world. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you for partnering with me. This has been so fun Like to really dig in and really to be able to share the benefits that I've experienced through it, like I said, I've done a ton of personality tests and so much of it, it did feel very pigeonholed, right? Like Enneagram didn't feel like that to me. This actually didn't talk to me about what I did or what career mm -hmm. I should have or any of that stuff, but really like, what are my motivations? How do I move and respond in the world? And then realizing 
the way that I react to something is going to not be the same as the way somebody else is going to react to it. It's helped in so many of my relationships just realizing, oh, they don't experience this same issue the same way I do, right? And so mm-hmm. I can see, look at that and say, not that I say, oh, a nine's always going to react this way or an eight's always going to react that way, but just understanding like when certain types, I think eights get a bad rap, right? Specifically, and I'm an eight mm-hmm. wing, right? So mm-hmm. I can speak about this a little bit. But just being very aggressive, whereas Mm -hmm. I can see it now and go, no, they're trying to connect, right? Mm -hmm. They're passionate. Like that's Mm -hmm. how they're connecting. They want to be able to be challenged, right? And so I can see that beauty and it's not an aggression, it's a passion, right? And Mm -hmm. so if I can sit and look at that and just go, oh, I understand that better now. Like now I know how to move and how to respond with this person. Mm -hmm. So that's what's been really helpful with Enneagram to me is just understanding why people do things. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yes. You just said so much there. It's, it's right to have different ways we can look at each other and to not feel pigeonholed and to not use a personality test against each other. You're so one-ish. I had a five husband tell me not long ago, I don't want to be called a five again. I really don't. Um, Not by me. (laughs) That would be so weird. (laughs) I was like, you five. But you know, he then wanted to use it in other times, but we don't want others to use it on us as a weapon. We want to be able to say we merge and we grow together. And sometimes we just balance each other's gifts out. Sometimes we're creating this different kind of bond that's even deeper, but really ultimately we're allowing each other to tell our own stories And we're doing that even in our marriages so that we're not controlling each other, but we're giving this beautiful redemptive piece to each other to say, I see your beautiful potential and I see our beautiful potential. So that's our hugest heart for you out of this glow is that you guys would truly take it and run with it, that you would say, these are the areas to watch out for, for this marriage, because this isn't coming out of me just saying, I read something on an Institute page. I love the Enneagram Institute, for instance, but this is coming out of life. This is coming out of thousands of stories we have shared over the last year and a half at Instagram. And thank you so much for that. This is coming out of thousands of hours of clinical work with people just pouring their hearts out. Like right now I have four different two, five couples and it's just beautiful to be able to work with a lot of different pairings in my world, in my practice. My first pairing ever was a three, nine and we figured it out together. And it's been such a gift to be able to say you guys, maybe before even like Elena and I, who are going on the 20, 25 year marriage marks, like you guys can do some of this work even earlier than we did. Right, Elena? Oh, absolutely. That, I mean, it would have saved us years if we could have <laughs> mm-hmm. come to understand some of these things earlier in our marriage, right? And there's always a give and take. There's always a working out. I mean, that's part of, that's part of marriage is learning to discover each other and discover how people are different than you, um, you know, how you move and react differently. But having this background and this understanding to kind of help guide us, because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes too, I don't even know why I do things, right? I don't know why I've responded that way. I don't understand until I have some understanding about who I am and how I move, Mm -hmm. right? It's sometimes hard. We're kind of all figuring that out together. My husband and I got together when we were so young and we were still in high school. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm still figuring things out a lot, right? I don't understand. So some Mm -hmm. of that just happens as you mature, Mm -hmm. but being able to do that together has been really great. 
Oh, that's so beautiful. I also want to add that it's not just in your marriage, but let's use these principles in our families also and in our communities to allow our gifts to be shared, of course, together, but sometimes it's just you and your spouse maybe having a different job because we want the Enneagram to bring redemption. One of the fun things I'm thinking about as far as stories in Thanksgiving time right around now. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way, guys. We are thinking about this story with my literature pod that I actually taught Elena's son last year called Thank You, Ma'am by Langston Hughes. And he is an amazing writer, as some of you may know, but he's talking to a boy in the story here. And the main character is a woman and her name is Miss Luella Bates Washington Jones. And the funny thing about her name is it really has a past to it. And you already get an understanding that she's walked several different lives. She's had probably several marriages and a boy is trying to steal from her purse. And instead of just saying, hey, I'm going to judge you, you're this kind of personality type or you're this kind of person, she takes him in. And he thinks she's going to give him a judgment. And she's like, I bet you think I'm going to do that. I'm not. And she's like, I want to talk to you. I want you to wash your face and come and have a snack. And he's just flabbergasted, like, you're not going to turn me in. And through their many conversations, this is just a short story. If you ever want to look it up, like I said, thank you, ma'am. And he's saying, I don't know if I should bolt. This could be a trick. But instead, he decides to do the climactic moment where he washes his face. And that is a symbol of him getting clean and becoming healthy. And then he sits down with her and she gives him the money he was trying to steal and says, I was like you once. And he's just shocked because he's thinking, you're going to judge me. You never would have done anything like this. And this is really where we're going at with the Enneagram is we're all like this. We're all on a journey. We've all sinned. We all have our passions and we're learning together. And when we can do that together in marriage and in family and in community, it's beautiful and it creates such a gorgeous glow out there. So that is my hope and my prayer for you guys is that uh, whether you just look at your drawing because you're like, I'm not buying it right now, or whether you really want to take this glow guide and get one and dig in and, and do the afterglow class after glow questions and all of the great parts of it, um, that either way you're out there living and serving and loving and learning and giving grace. That is just my biggest hope for you this Thanksgiving season. And thank you so much, Elena, for coming on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. So the contest we have coming up for you guys is actually on right now, and we're giving away nine Enneagram glows. We want to make sure that we pick a winner from each type. So we'll pick a random one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and we will notify you on Thanksgiving if you won. What you're going to do is you're going to head on over to the Enneagram and Marriage Instagram, and you're going to find your favorite post about the glow. And then share that or share one of our stories in your story. And then when you see the contest, you just give us a little tag to let us know that you entered and tag a friend as well. So really you're just tagging a friend and you're sharing about it somewhere on your Instagram. And that way we're getting the word out about the Enneagram Glow and we're going to have nine winners who get one for totally free. So we are so thankful. And don't forget, we do have a great coupon code going right now, 5OFFGLOW. If you use that coupon code, then you get $5 off. So it's a really good deal, way cheaper than therapy or coaching. My coaching door is not open right now because I have to make room for my clients. 
clients. So this is a way we get to connect and we get to connect on IG also. So thank you guys. So looking forward to more research with you guys. So looking forward to next week's show when we pull Michael Shahan on for his marriage story as a one nine couple. So you're going to be seeing the way all these numbers can change dramatically. Her marriage sounds almost nothing like mine because it really shifts and changes with each person. Right, Elena? Absolutely. That was fun for me to hear you say that about it too. You were like, oh, wow, I didn't know how a seven would be different with each type. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it did. And it was like, it almost felt like a different person, right? Like a seven with a one is completely different than a seven with a nine. Um, the other thing I want to say is when we do the contest, when you respond to the post, tell us what your number is. Oh, yes. So make sure you tell us your type. Yes, yes, Tell yes. us your type. We hope you guys have such a wonderful Thanksgiving. Head on over to enneagramandmarriage.com. And I'd also love you to head over to Elena's shop. So can you tell us where they can find you to take a look at your shop where you have the books up? You bet. Uh, my shop is over on Etsy. Uh, it is called Ray of Light Shop. All one word, rayoflightshop.etsy.com. Yay. And that's just such a great reminder as we end that your name, Elena, means what? Ray of light. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> that was what attracted me to you and your business first. I was like, oh, I'm reflections and your ray of light. And then we're like, oh my gosh, we're both sevens. That's so funny. <laughs> Something about that sunshine and the sevens and light and yeah. And yep. glow. It's <laughs> and just glow. all so yeah, fun. It's so anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a great week and a happy Thanksgiving. We will see you next time with Michael Shahan and Elena Pampa again as we talk about the glow some more. So glow, get it guys.